Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good evening. I hope you're having a great time studying great escapes this month. Particularly this month, we've been talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And this is our final Dig a Bit podcast on month 11 of our Digging Deep Great Escapes study. We've been talking about that empty tomb, and in the last podcast, we talked about Matthew's account in Matthew chapter 28 of the women who visited the tomb on that Sunday morning and found the angel who said, He is not here, but he is risen. Come and see the place where the Lord lay. We talked about how it must have been so monumental in the lives of those two Marys who visited the tomb. However, if you have, as I have, read through the Gospels on the subject of the resurrection, then you have noticed what critics would call contradictions in those accounts of the empty tomb, and especially in those accounts of that Sunday morning when those visitors came. For instance, in Matthew, as we talked about at length in our last dig a bit, there were two Marys who came to the tomb. One of those was Mary Magdalene, and then we are told it was the other Mary. In Mark, Mary is mentioned, the mother of James is mentioned, and Salome is mentioned as visiting the tomb that morning. In Luke, the two Marys are mentioned, Joanna is mentioned, and then other women are mentioned, leaving the door open for there having been several women who came to the tomb. So what gives here? Why is it that different people are mentioned in different accounts? Well, let me just hasten to mention here that we don't have a contradiction. We have some people mentioned in Matthew a limited number of those people who visited. And then we have more of them mentioned in Mark and even more of them mentioned in Luke. So we have supplementary details given, more of them given by Mark and even more given by Luke as concerns those visitors that day. But adding information that does not necessarily negate the information given by the reserved inspired writer, the one who gave the least details, doesn't make a contradiction. It just makes more detail, supplementary information having been given by the one who gave more detail. The other contradiction that's often brought to the surface, contradiction I'm putting in quotes because this is not really a contradiction either, but is in Matthew, one man arrayed in light, looking like lightning, is described. In Mark, one is described, and I think Mark refers to him as a man rather than as an angel. And in Luke and John, two men are placed at the tomb of Jesus. Well, is that a contradiction? Or is Matthew simply telling us about one of the two men who did at some point uh, sit or or watch at the tomb of Jesus. So here's here's my illustration and it's um, probably a weak one but I want you to bear with me here. Let's say that I'm going with my children and my grandchildren to the circus one day 
and we have to park in an expensive parking deck as we go into the circus and so it uh, looks like it's going to be $40 to park in that deck. And so Hannah, my daughter, says to me, oh, dear, Mom, this is expensive. Or, Do you have $50? And let's say I say, yep, I have a $50 bill in my purse. So we're going to be fine. And let's suppose that later on that day when we're at the circus, Ezra sees the uh, popcorn man or the cotton candy man and he says oh mammy there's cotton candy can we buy some and I look over there and it says it's got a big old package of cotton candy but it's let's say it's five dollars and I and Ezra says I say oh Ezra that's five dollars and he says but mammy do you have five dollars and I let's just suppose I say yep I've got five dollars okay just call him over here mammy's got a five dollar bill here and I will get that popcorn or that uh, cotton candy for you and let's just say that later on in the day let's say before we've gotten out of the parking deck hannah says man i i forgot to bring any money at all mama how much do you have and let's say this time i say well i've got 125 dollars i think in my purse well you know have i lied any of those times are those answer answers contradictory no I just gave limited information the first time when I said I had a $50 bill. But let's say I've got some varying denominations of bills in my purse and that in all I have a total of $125. Did I lie to Ezra when I said I had five? No, I had five. I had a $50 bill and I had $125. Supplementary information does not negate the limited information. And that is the case when we ethically, fairly look at the Gospels. There is not information given in Mark and Luke that contradict what was given in Matthew. They simply add more detail. I wanted to say too that sometimes it's not just supplementary information. It is a difference in perspective. Sometimes we look at things differently and we, as people, describe varying details without contradicting uh, different details by different people. For instance, um, this is not necessarily the truth about um, this account in the in the Gospels of the visit on the Sunday morning, but you know, I might tell you that uh, we had a nice conversation while she was sitting on my couch. I might just be describing a day and a conversation that I had, and I, I might say, we had a nice conversation. She was sitting right here on my couch. Does that mean that she sat on my couch for the entire conversation? That she didn't get up and go get a glass of tea off the table and bring it to the couch? Well, no. I just didn't tell that detail. But if someone else told you that they saw her standing at my dining room table that day, that would, wouldn't mean that I had told you a lie by saying we had this conversation sitting on my sofa because it was a different perspective. It was a different person looking at the details of the day in a different way. So we have to really be fair with the scriptures. And it has to be a necessary contradiction before we can say that the scriptures have been, that the authenticity of the scriptures have been violated. Finally, I want to recommend to you an excellent article on the Apologetics Press website. If you go to apologeticspress.org and just type in the resurrection of Jesus, 
The Resurrection of Jesus Christ. You'll get an excellent article by Kyle Butt describing the facts surrounding the resurrection. He talks about the fact that Jesus Christ Christ lived. That is an indisputable fact. The fact that Jesus Christ died and the fact that the tomb of Jesus was empty. And he, um, this is a well-documented article. This is not um, a fly-by-night synopsis here. And then he talks about the fact that the apostles preached that Jesus physically rose from the dead, and they did that at their own peril. They did that knowing that their preaching of the resurrection was going to result in their own deaths. And then he talks about and verifies the fact that the Bible is the most historically accurate book of antiquity. That is, more manuscripts exist, more authenticated manuscripts exist of the New Testament than any document of antiquity. And then he goes and specifically talks about some of the contradictions, specifically the ones that we've discussed in this podcast. And he does a very good job talking about those alleged contradictions. And then the references, my, he has a long list of references, a very well-documented article. I recommend that highly to you, apologeticspress.org. The name of the article is The Resurrection of Jesus Christ. I hope you are having a great study. I loved talking with you in podcast number three this month about Matthew 28, but I think I love just as much talking about the differences in the other accounts and how that we can account for those differences and still be fair to the scriptures, to the words of the Holy Spirit. I hope you're having a good month. I look forward to being on the video podcast on August 7th. And then we will wind up our study with the book of August, having our very last video podcast from Polishing the Pulpit toward the end of the month of August. Have a great day. If you find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, we'd love for you to worship with us at West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest. Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., followed by Bible classes for all ages. We meet again at 5 p.m. for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night. Dig a Bit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.